Diverse voices. Unique sound. Not the same old thing. Different, different. This is NOCO FM. Guten Tag, bienvenue, welcome to another beautiful, wonderful, tremendous edition of Corbin vs. the World. I am your hero, Corbin David Albaugh, here to bring you the greatest tunes of yesterday, today, and tomorrow on this, our second weekend of December. And I know that we have not spoken mano a mano in a couple weeks. I know that you're feeling very deprived and you haven't gotten your doctor's minimum recommendation of irate anger over the audio waves in addition to cool tunes. And luckily, my friends, I am back. I am here. Don't you worry. Don't you cry. I have a list. I've been checking it twice. And let's talk about all the things that upset me, because that's what this show is for. Also, the dope tunes. So, before we get into so many of the things that took place in in the last few weeks, good God. uh, Before we get into that, I want to begin with a public service announcement, trying to better serve my community as best I can through this teeny tiny little soapbox that I have particularly you local Colorado residents, because I understand that this is a big problem for you this festive holiday season. Apparently, we need to be all watchful for porch pirates this season. Yes, porch pirates, those horrible, nefarious criminals that wait untold hours in your neighborhoods, waiting for that delightful PlayStation 5 or Oculus Rift or Brass Monkey that you bought for your nephew or your son or your poor bastard child that you only write to every three years just to keep your sense of moral superiority going. You know, those things that you order for your loved ones, they grab them off the porch and then take them for their own nefarious purposes. And I warn you about them, friends, because apparently this is a big fucking problem in Colorado because there has not been a day, there has not been a day where I have tuned into the news which I still do for mainly recreational reasons, when I tune into the news and they spend an inordinate amount of time warning us about this porch piracy epidemic that is apparently sweeping the nation. And apparently it's such a big issue that it is definitely distracting us all from talking about the impeachment and all the other things that we might want to be talking about instead. But hey, I guess if the government's on fire, we might as well preserve our stuff, right? I I guess we're right about that. And of course, I, I was not aware that porch piracy was such a big issue. I did know about the P.O. Box bandits. Those guys are pretty, pretty hardcore. Those are the ones that will wait outside the post office and they'll wail on you with a lead pipe, Tanya Harding style, until you give up whatever you got out of your P.O. Box. And I found them to be much more efficient criminals. Because let's face it, I'm going to crime shame for just a hot second. If you have considered indulging in porch piracy, or if you are listening to this show and you are a porch pirate, first of all, thank you for listening. But secondly, shame on you for participating in the lamest, most boring, laziest form of theft I can even imagine. Because a mugging, you have the person-on-person, you know, face-to-face interaction. You need to have your communication skills down pat. Obviously, with a bank robbery, gas station, something like that, you need to consider the logistics. You need to have the getaway driver. You know, a lot of, of moving parts going on with that. And even with identity theft, you at least need to know your way around a keyboard and be semi-web literate. But with porch piracy, that's that's something else entirely, in my opinion. That's like the first level of Grand Theft Auto, unlike the tutorial level where you don't even have guns yet. You're just picking up a package for your boy Tony and you're waiting for it to get dropped off so that way you can be initiated into the mob. And then you get the cool missions and the crimes and all that stuff. So, hey, Porsche Pirates, if you're listening, aspire for something bigger. Be better criminals, right? If you are listening at home and you are not a Porsche Pirate and you are trying to 
better enforce your own home fortress against these these nefarious criminals. One thing that I really loved in the news reports was the top recommendation against porch pirates was to install one of those handy dandy Google cameras because, of course, you know, the solution is just buying more shit. I personally think that just the, the classic trap door with spikes at the bottom would, would serve your purpose a lot better and is much more cost efficient and will definitely ward people off. But I also understand that some people have concrete porches, which would make the trap door a little bit difficult unless you had a jackhammer and access to a lot of construction equipment. So in that case, you know, I recommend just, you know, the classic like Indiana Jones style net that that would sweep up the the offending person, any type of home alone type conveyance. And honestly, I think it's a good DIY project at home because I know that a lot of us are way too busy to have our own like home alone booby traps, you know, throughout the house. So, you know, if you're looking for a fun summer project next year, think about booby trapping your porch. I think that that could be a good use of your time and you might learn some some transferable skills. Anyway, what was I talking about again? Oh yeah, that's right, porch pirates and warding them off. There's also a third option that uh, just occurred to me that if you're not trying to actually cause physical harm to the criminals, which is chill, that's a choice, I guess. If you're just trying to wage some psychological warfare, what I would recommend is at the beginning of every holiday season, the very first thing that you purchase and consider, you know, Amazon priming expedite the process, but consider buying something super boring, buy like 20 copies of, of 50 shades of gray and, you know, order it in bulk and get that shipped to your house and leave that out there for like a week, kind of as a decoy. So when the porch pirates come, as they do for everybody's house in the middle of the night, along with their firstborn child, they, they open up the box and they're like, ah, oh, shit, another 20 copies of 50 shades of gray. Well, we're not hitting this house again, Hank. And I'm assuming that his name is Hank, but you know, that's a good way to ward them off. So anyway, that is my public service announcement to begin this show, and hopefully your life will be better improved and more secure for it. Anyway, we're going to get to our regularly scheduled tunes. Your first song is going to be called Cannibal Tree. Ooh, neat. By a band called Yankee. Enjoy. Tree. 
Welcome back to Corbin versus the world. During our break, I just got done watching a video of Pete Buttigieg with Lizzo saying that he is 100% that nominee. So that's where I'm at emotionally right now. And I'm just going to share that with you in case you haven't felt the urge to light yourself on fire and jump out the window. That one's that one's free. That one's for you. Good God. What on earth is this decade turning into? Anyway, we're back. You just got done listening to Cannibal Tree by Yenki, not Yankee, Yenki, Y-E-N-K-E-E. Next, we had Pretty Woman by the band Pow Pig. That's one word, Pow Pig. And finally, we had the band Margot and their song Palm. And now that we're back, we're going to talk about more things that took place in my two-week absence. December 4th, Jay-Z's birthday was marked by the fact that Jay-Z released his entire discography on Spotify. And I am not being ironic. I'm not playing right now. I have been 100% obsessed with listening to the entire Jay-Z discography now that it has been sprung from its title vault. Uh, and I am really enjoying that romp through rap history. Specifically, I'm really enjoying his feud with Nas in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, those rap nerds out there might recall their twin shots at one another, Jay-Z's takeover off of uh, his Blueprint album, followed up by Nas's Ether, which is a classic rap one-two punch. And I, I found myself 
very despondent while listening to it because this decade we really haven't had any big marquee rap feuds. You know, in the 90s, we had Biggie and Tupac in the 2000s. You know, you had the Nas and Jay-Z and then later the 50 Cent and Ja Rule. And we all know how that ended. While I was that despondent, I was so fortunate. The universe apparently heard my prayers. There is a new supernova rap feud that is taking over the music industry between two of rap's hottest stars. I am talking, of course, about Eminem and Nick Cannon. Yeah, I pulled that shit out of a bag of Mad Libs because that's how we're writing headlines now in 2019, baby. But yeah, apparently there is a big old feud going on between the M&Ms and the Nick Cannon, both stars of yesteryear. But apparently this feud got started back in 2009. So at least there's there's some long term storytelling there. But apparently Eminem took a shot at Nick Cannon and and his wife, Mariah Carey, because apparently Eminem used to date Mariah. I don't give a shit. Nick Cannon took umbrage at that fact. And keep in mind, this is 2009. So not only is this, you know, 2009 technology, but also 2009 Nick Cannon after Eminem dropped dropped some hot fire or it was 2009 Eminem. So I guess some like lukewarm fire on him. He took to Tumblr and wrote a long post on Tumblr talking about how he is now coming for Eminem. And uh, apparently he was really slacking on that because that never really happened in the last uh, in the last decade. And so that feud kind of fizzled out. Kind of fizzled out, went on the back burner for the last 10 years, but now it is apparently back with a vengeance because Eminem is taking even more shots at Nick Cannon. And I know you're listening to this and you're thinking, why is Eminem picking a fight with Nick Cannon? To which I respond, clearly you haven't been paying attention to the way that Eminem has handled literally his entire career. He, he releases diss tracks on everybody. I'm fairly certain he has a diss track out on me. And I don't think he even knows me, but I am very flattered about that. But once again, Eminem took some more shots at Nick Cannon related to Mariah Carey, saying that he's, you know, gone crazy since like, again, I don't really give a shit about what they're saying about one another. But Nick Cannon has now released not one, but two diss tracks directed at Eminem. And it is pulling in all sorts of figures. The original Eminem verse, at least this year, that, that called out Nick Cannon, that actually Actually came off of a Fat Joe track and uh, related news Fat Joe is still alive guys and if you don't know who Fat Joe is he's that guy that did that lean back lean back song that was really popular when I was in junior high and I loved that song because it was the easiest dance to do at, at school dances and didn't make me feel self-conscious at all so I really appreciate Fat Joe for that and I appreciate him for bringing this feud to the forefront. So Eminem released the diss track on the Fat Joe album and then Nick Cannon got all huffy and now he's releasing the the expletive filled diss tracks and I don't even like can you wrap your head around actually being Nick Cannon? I mean Eminem is one thing, but can you imagine like waking up, looking in the mirror, being Nick Cannon, then like going about your morning, eating breakfast, maybe going for a jog and then you go back to the mirror and you're still fucking Nick Cannon. Like, I can't I can't feel bad for him in all this because at the end of the day, you know, you're you're the wild and out guy. And now you're on the masked singer and you wear headscarves for for some fashion reason, I guess. And you're picking fights with Eminem or Eminem's picking fight with you. I, I don't know which is which. All I know is that it is currently tearing the has-been rap market apart. So Fat Joe has weighed in. 50 Cent has stepped into the court and, and thrown his weight behind Eminem as well. And, of course, you know, you're listening, and I know you're thinking the same thing that I am. Where is Ja Rule in all this? And I figure it's only a matter of time before Ja hurls his fiery sword down to earth. And then, you know, by extension, you know, Cameron, Little Flip, Akon, all of those 2000 rappers, Cassidy will come out of their, you know, hidey holes. And, you know, we'll have a big 2000s posse cut all about how either Nick Cannon or Eminem suck, depending on who wins the feud. I hope it goes on into the 2020 election. I hope they run under the the respective political parties at this point, because I would rather I would rather that be the race at this point. I feel like it would be more entertaining. I'm talking about politics again. Uh-oh. I'm not going to do that. Let's listen to some more tunes. This is Connie Constance. Yay, alliteration. And her song, Fast Cars. Not to be confused with the Tracy Chapman song. 
sat in your first car one last time I could never be your senorita
wanted to tell you But I couldn't make a sound Maybe if you heard me you'd see me now See right through What you do
Welcome back to Corbin versus the World. You just got done hearing Connie Constance and her song Fast Cars. Next, we had Hannah Diamond and her song Invisible off of her very good new album Reflections. And finally, we had A Little Bit by Erica de Cassier. And now that we're back, let me take this moment to spread some appreciation for this particular week because it's the last week we're going to be able to enjoy for the next few weeks, probably for the next couple months, without being inundated with strongly opinioned think pieces all about the new shitty Star Wars movie that's going to be coming out in a week. And I know it's going to be shitty because I'm already seeing the the astroturfed think pieces being written by by Disney's outlets all about how the Star Wars fandom is toxic and how it's already ruined the franchise and they're not going to like anything and I think that's a really curious thing that's a really bold marketing move Cotton to to insult your audience before the movie even comes out it's almost as if you're kind of expecting everyone to be pissed off at you because I seem to remember a similar song and dance going on with uh, with the last season of Game of Thrones if you haven't repressed those disappointing memories already. And I really got to hand it to Disney. They're good at so many things, monopolizing entertainment, commanding the cultural conversation whenever they want with their, with their dark money and their dark armies. But I think the thing I really admire the most about them is how they're able to take all of these amazing franchises and make them so bland and milquetoast and focus group approved that it just strip mines anything that might be cool or impressive from them and leaves this stale husk. And that's kind of where I see the the Star Wars series now. I, of course, never really uh, got onto the Star Wars train. I like Star Wars, but I honestly have more of a bond to the the Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic games than I do like any of the classic movies, you know, because I'm not a fucking nerd. And so I don't really have much skin in the game as it comes to Star Wars. And but I I also understand the frustration, you know, because I'm a Lord of the Rings guy. I'm a Lord of the Rings fanboy. So I understand the ire that that people that hated The Last Jedi and how it just shit on all the mythology. I get the frustration because I imagine it would be like a Lord of the Rings movie that came out like 500 years later. And in the movie, they open with, well, five years after he became the king of Gondor and the king of man, Aragorn actually got the flu and he passed away. And now the new king is some guy named Dave. And some people like Dave, but some other people don't like Dave. And here's some new heroes. And by the way, the real ring was inside you the whole time. The ring was made of midichlorians. And Frodo didn't even need to take that journey to begin with. It's all bullshit. I understand... I understand the frustration and I feel it and I, I truly hope that, you know, the movie comes out and it's fucking garbage and everyone's mad at Disney for another couple months and then they come out with like an even more baby Yoda and then everyone forgives them because that's how our culture works. Anyway, Star Wars sucks. Moving right along. Here's more tunes.
To Corbin versus the world. You just got done hearing some funky, thumpy music from Coco Co. K O K O K O. And their song Malembe. Next, we had Trance by the SLP, which is a solo project of the guy behind Kasabian. So, haha, I tricked you into listening to Kasabian. Welcome to 2004, assholes. And finally, we had Bad Sounds and their song Sympathetic Vibrations. And now, friendos, the time has come for us to begin wrapping up this episode of Corbin vs. the World. Thank you, as always, for listening. Be sure to check out our previous episode, which was a full-length interview with lovely singer-songwriter Kayla Marquis from Denver. She also did a live track here in studio, as well as playing a never-before-heard track off of her new album, So Growing Connections, all of those fun things in the Colorado music community. Go support your local artists. Please, pretty please, the sugar on top. Usually they're better than what's going on nationally. 
Also be sure to check out our Instagram at Corbin versus the world, as well as at NoCo FM. Be sure to tune into our music stream whenever you are feeling it. Whenever you're feeling those lovely, lovely tunes, check out our music stream at NOCO.FM. Let's see, is there anything else? I don't think so. I was so feeling the the fun, thumpy, dancey music that we're just going to ride it out for these next two tracks. Uh, I've got a song by Mr. Twin Sister and then a new track by Confidence Man, one of my favorite groups. So please enjoy In the House of Yes by Mr. Twin Sister and Does It Make You Feel Good by Confidence Man. My name is Corbin David Alba. I've been your lovely host for this lovely episode. See you next time. Appreciate you.
This has been a production of NOCO FM.